Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? So I always set the scene in every pod and we are sat on your incredible balcony. That's not a balcony, was it? What would you call it? Veranda. Veranda. Looking out over the Stirling Ranges, we've got a whole view. I've just done a week of living here and painting your incredible general store and I've kind of bombarded you. I've got my sandwich on the go. You're doing some work and we're just going to chat and I'm going to just enlighten everyone about farm life, shearing life, how you became to be the boss of some incredible... Um, well, actually, you're not a boss. You're a mum <laughs> to... Kettler, you're in everything to like fully grown men to people who are at sticky spots in their life you empower people you're like a white witch you're just incredible <laughs> anyway wendy everybody um Hello. first of all how did you come to live in australia and describe a day in the life of wendy which is like no day is the same but give us a little <laughs> synopsis which day mm. um so well i grew up on a little farm in new zealand and my dad was a shearing contractor so um like a lot of kids farm kids learned how to rousey um which is doing the wool sorting um to pay for our first cars and that's wool not wool <laughs> Some, I might have to interject and just like <laughs> um, interpret my accent to yeah, your accent. So being a Rousey and doing the wool. So everything about sheep. Yes, yeah. everything about sheep. Um, and then, um, well actually I went off after school and um, worked and then managed a pharmacy um, for about 10 years. And then I was in a pub one night um, and a shearer... Kiwi Shearer, um, who'd been in Australia, asked me and my friends if we wanted to come and rousey in Australia for six weeks. Mm -hmm. So I dumped being a manager of a pharmacy for six weeks work in a shearing shed in Australia on the stations up north. And then the airline went bust while we were here. And we decided to stay because the shearers we were working with all um, were going off in different directions at the end of the season. And they all had a spot for whoever wanted to go with them. Um, so I stayed and then um, eventually when I met my husband, my ex-husband, um, we bought the run that we were working on. Um, and we ran that for uh, eight years together, married. Mm -hmm. We divorced and continued running it together for a, another 11 years. And then... Two or three years ago, he retired and I bought him out and ran it by myself. And then just over a year ago, decided, because I wasn't busy enough to buy the general <laughs> store in town, which was actually sort of a fish and chip shop, with, which that's actually them ringing me. So Pick up. We, yeah, we can pick is up. Is that all right? Hello, you So, three minutes in, Wendy has had to leave. That's her driving off now because two kids at the school haven't got their school lunches from the general store that she now manages. So, classic day in the life of Wendy. She's all over the shop. She doesn't have um, more than probably three, four hours sleep a night. 
she is running huge shearing contracts, organising people, organising food, organising stock takes, general store, everything. So she said, I'll be back, <laughs> it's driven off, and we will hopefully catch up on what we started in a few minutes or in an hour or whenever she returns. <laughs> right, she's back. She got to the train tracks and chucked, <laughs> chucked a Yui. Uh, so we were basically, we've got to where we are now and our paths crossed mm. due to circus school, which yeah. was due to a woman that I was seeing, you know, how random life is, but it's meant to be. We're very, we're both very in touch with the universe, mm-hmm. with Mother Nature, with spirituality, with otherworldly energies. and We reconnected after another life, I think. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> way of putting it, because it can be kind of said in lots of different ways, but it, people get a bit funny when you use woo-woo terminology or whatever, but <laughs> yeah. we're on the same wavelength, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. We're the, same, we're the same volume of weird. Yeah, we absolutely are. And I want to set the scene, because it is just breathtaking when you arrived at this plot of land what was here and and how have you created what we've got now teepees carriages a house in construction a beautiful what do you call this the cottage the cottage yeah um, it's exquisite so was there anything here when you nothing, arrived no. no uh it's 150 acres and a third of it was bush um so i got a permit to clear a hectare Mm-hmm. Um, which is this block here where we are, and had the um, the cottage dropped off the back of a truck, mm-hmm. which I designed, um, and then this veranda is the same size as the house, so we've sort of doubled our living space. Just while and we we've were got building. antique furniture, old like easels. It honestly feels like I'm in a different universe like a fawn or a pixie or a fairy is just sort of gonna float by or um there's also loads of animals there's the most adorable little kittens i think there's about four or five cats in total three Mm. dogs you've got your chickens Mm -hmm. it's just heaven to me sheep Sheep, of course of course you have the (laughs) sheep sheep. as well (laughs) um and then what was your dream your vision it was just well we need somewhere to live whilst we build the business and yeah. well I think because um, I'd watched a lot of grand designs and everybody lived in caravans and had a pretty miserable time because building always takes twice as long as uh-huh. you plan um, which is you are evidence of that how long yeah, has the house oh, taken well, up <laughs> ours will be more than twice as long because um, it happened during it started during before COVID so mm. we had basically had three years of waiting Mm. The builders have just come back today to start, yep. but I haven't seen them for a year and a half. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, where were we? The huh. building. Just yeah, how just, you created just... it and why it is the way it is. I mean, it's obviously all happened organically, but mm. the vision and, and just sort of, did you have a vision? Is it as you imagined or? It's, it's not as I imagined, but... Um, that's become normal to to start with a a picture in my mind, mm-hmm. but then even with our the mural when oh, we I was were standing say, in front quite of it, how it develops in front of you. Yeah, that that happened here. I did hit a bit of a wall um, after we had the cottage here, and we sort of got semi settled. And I was trying to design the house and get into that next 
stage of the building license um, some owner builder um, and it just would the picture wouldn't come to me I couldn't see it mm. and then one day I just went down and sat next to that tree down there and just thought imagine if it wasn't here and just basically like an eraser and rubbed out all the stop start ideas yep and then just sat in this quiet and it's literally was like the house just downloaded it was completely different to what I originally imagined um that still, is still straw bale because that's yes that's a non-negotiable um so when you say yeah. straw bale the walls are going to be made of straw bales in, yeah. as insulation and inside just yeah. how they used to be done yeah hundreds of years ago mm. yeah and we've done a practice run in the back paddock um growing uh triticale um grain which is a taller um stalk mm -hmm. But it's got a very shiny coat, so we couldn't get the bales tight enough because they need to be compressed. Um, so the sheep got spoiled that year. They got to eat what was going to be the house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, um, and, yeah, anyway, they're back now. Um, when they finish that stage, then the next is the flooring and all that sort of thing. But I'm just mm. doing it. I'd like to use the house and the vision of the house and how it came to you as a metaphor. It was beautiful what you said about you just went and sat by the tree and you paused, mm. you waited. And that's something that I need to keep reminding myself of is that I don't take enough time to sit, one, trust the process, but also be patient. I am mm. a, I want it completed yesterday kind of person, mm, but there's so much value in just sitting with it. And almost mm. even this mural that I've come and done for the general store, we both felt like we were rushing the process mm. But we, it kind of happened anyway, organically, like it was, it was meant perfect. to. Yeah. But yeah, that sitting and, and letting yourself feel uncertain and not have a direction, but then it will come to you in that in that quiet and mm. in that in that Is silence. That sticker right there on my window. Yeah. Trust. trust. Just yes. reminds me sometimes when I'm I can't find a direction. I can't find which way is meant to, especially when there's so much going on. Yep. Um, you know, there's always a list of have to do. Yep. But um, in terms of moving forward with the next part of whatever's happening, um, yeah, I have. I think it's, you know, what's that saying about um, invention? Necessity breeds invention. Mm. Um, for me, it was necessity bred patience because I realised that um, I got so busy over the years um, that I didn't have time to stop and... Assess and Assess evaluate. Things, yeah. And then I sort of stop and take a look back and think, oh, that's where I was meant to go. Yeah. But I was just nudged that way. And when, now I probably do it more deliberately. Yeah. I do everything as gut now. Yeah. That's um, um, where I've been at this last couple of months is I haven't felt like I've had enough on and I've been really unsettled with the, the silence and the quiet and life has felt quite empty in every mm. aspect, socially, romantically, with work over the festive period, no family and all that. Mm. But actually, I wish I'd use that time more effectively because now things are starting to get busy again. And it's like, oh, I could have used that to consolidate, to really mm. sit in what feels on a gut instinct, right? What mm. path should I take? Where I mean, you'll end, always end up where you're meant to end up anyway. Yeah. But it's just being okay and trusting the process. Yeah, I think if you trust, you know... Um, if you have a trust in, in your own ability, I mean, we're, we've all um, survived 100% of what's been thrown at us because we're still here. Yeah. 
and if you just trust whatever comes whether you have a period of depression or a period of um, irresponsibility you just want to play and have fun just trust that that's actually what you need and maybe that triggers the next thing we were talking you know, about this the other it, night when you can't get motivated people beat themselves up because mm. they can't get motivated but if you trusted that okay I can't get motivated right now and that's okay yep just trust it because maybe you just need to sit for a minute and then it's like when we're saying um I've had some really big cries since I've been here the Mm. last few days and we're so conditioned or a lot of us are conditioned to try and stop the tears Mm. I'm not going to say who but a family member said come on now pull it in you know stop crying well no there's obviously a reason that that sadness and grief needs to come out and we just need to let it happen that noise in the background by the way is the builder so that just adds some ambience (laughs) um it's all go here yeah Yeah. no I love that I'm putting you on the spot here but it's a some standout moments where you've thought shit I'm not going to get through this and get maybe you can share a story of some catastrophe some disaster and then on the flip side something that's happened in the last few decades Mm -hmm. how when you've been here that you think Oh my God, that is incredible. I had no idea that was going to happen. Do you want um, any disasters from just today or the... Oh, just... <laughs> Pick one that comes front of mind. I know your your day is, is sprinkled Actually, the with disasters. the first one that springs to mind was um, just days after I took over the shearing run by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had... Um, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was after I bought the shop because I was working um, until 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. um, 5 o'clock on some occasions. I frightened the hell out of the girls that were coming in to open because I was still there. Um, and I'd done that for a few nights in a row, just trying to trying to launch um, things to be the way I wanted. And I'd gone out to see all my farmers and so I decided, right, tomorrow morning I'm going to sleep in. I've seen all the farmers are good, the shearers are good, the shop's good. I'm going to sleep in. So I pushed a really late night, the final one for the that stretch, and um, jumped into bed, um, got a phone call at 6 o'clock. The boys have rolled their ute. So I had half of a shearing team in one vehicle that rolled um, on their way to work. And they were just, they were only 100 metres from the farm gate. Wow. So the, the other half of the team that were already at the job heard and saw their mates in this car accident. And, I mean, I was so, I was too tired to even really comprehend. But I had, I did 10 years on the ambulance, so I'm, I'm actually really good with emergencies. And you're really bloody good with no sleep. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You're extraordinary. Ex- I have never met. In fact, I've met two people, and I've spoken about this on the pod before. Two people that survive off less than the average necessity. Most people need six hours. You just run on three or four or empty. Like it's mm. remarkable. Mm. Um, and you, yeah, maybe that shift work. Maybe that's being in the, a farm, and farm farmers don't traditionally get much sleep. Maybe that's being mm. in the ambulance service. Um, so in that moment. Presumably it was adrenaline that just got you through and then afterwards yeah. you what you you broke down and you just Oh yeah, I did um I did later but it was it was because the boys were being just so sweet and mm. looking after me and that's something I'm not really used to other people looking after me. Mm. They're very um they're very protective and 
yeah, they, I mean, they turned my head in, but they... <laughs> Can you, just before we move on to a real positive, kind of extraordinary thing that happened without you planning it, can you just explain a shearing situation? Because I'd never experienced shearing and I'd never gone to a shed and I'd never seen the shearers in action. And I asked so many questions. I was fascinated by it. So I'd love to hear, like, what's an average amount of sheep sheared in a day? What's the process the shearers have to go through? The They have a two hours and a smoko or something like that. Yeah, and all, like, yeah. just paying the seat because it's so much vibrancy, noise and energy and it's so right. efficient. There's someone sweeping the wool off the floor. There's someone throwing the fleece. It's just incredible. <laughs> There's, um, yeah, so... Well, that, the shed that I took you to, mm. um, that was six stands, which means it's got six motors, um, six let-out pens, catching pens. So each shearer has a catching pen that they pull the sheep from and then shear it and put it out. The, and they, they and back them up, the, so they hold their, their they four tip, legs, yeah, so they tip, tip them on their them, back. They put their, turn their head around and that sort of moves them to roll back. Yeah. Drag them out onto the board. Um, they shear them. They're so comfy when you shear um, them too. I was really surprised yeah, at how docile. They have to be, otherwise they kick, and then that's yeah. dangerous for the shearer. And that was because they the run shape. them empty. I mean, look at me, they're right, using they all the terminology. Yeah, I should yeah. have. They're drained. They're yeah. drained because it's uncomfortable when their bellies are full. Yeah. And then they kick. So they that, just have a day of no drink, no yeah. no food. Yeah. yeah. So they take off. Just, it's a fasting. It's mm -hmm. like if you take your dog to the vet, you have to fast. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Um, but for thousands of animals. Um, so that they were doing, there were six shearers um, and they were doing about a thousand a day. Um, I think it was 900, but we had five and a half. I've yeah. got a dad that can only do school hours. So, um, and... So that's how many um, roughly each person? So that particular day they were shearing maybe an average between 150 to 200 sheep. Which is extraordinary. And they get paid per, they are particularly quick, some of those boys that were there. Yeah. Um, one of them's about to set an unofficial record. He wants to shear 800 by himself in a day. Wow. Um, that's lambs, so they're smaller and faster. But... Um, they they only get they get paid per animal so yep. all the shed staff those are the people that do the wool um, and the classer that and they prepare it for whether it's going to become carpet or socks or yep. jumpers or um, they they get paid per day um, and that day is broken into four runs which is two two hours each yep. as a run. Um, and then there's a lady who's or a man, but usually yeah, a lady's frantically sweeping. Like, oh, that's wouldn't the believe. Rousey? Yeah. Yes, yeah. my gosh, that's what I came over initially doing. Um, yeah, so they have there's three roles to the wall handler. Um, there's the sweeping, um, so they've got to keep the wall cleared because it comes off in order. It's it's much more efficient to get it as it comes off and put it where it belongs. Yep. Once it starts getting mixed up, it's a lot harder to and, and to separate it, and then it gets to the stores. And and someone in England, I told them that I shared the belly of a sheep, and this was the, the mural I was doing. She said, and this is how naive a lot of people will be, and probably I was, what do they do with the wool? Mm. But 
like obviously you know how many functions mm. wool can go into Crazy, so like yeah. you say socks insulation for houses yeah. i didn't think they insulated houses in australia yeah. i think they're yeah. shocking maybe the older yeah. ones they don't use it um carpets would it be yeah. clothing Jacket. just there's a, so um, much there's a, there's a machine in um japan that uh sorry china that um spins wool so finely now that they're using it um in our underwear oh wow so, yeah so it looks like silk but it's amazing um wool doesn't take an odor um it keeps you cool when it's hot yeah. Keeps you warm when it's cold. Um, when it's I did my retardant. hiking in the um, in the Dolomites and in Europe around Mont Blanc, they said a specific type of wool sock, which I used. And they also oh, put okay. wool within the socks and in the boots, so you just mm. get little pieces of wool. So we all have these little random bits of wool that we just stuck oh. down the sides of our boots to stop mm. the bones kind of rubbing and getting blisters. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, no, it's it's an amazing so product. Versatile. Um, some of the parts that are um, less valuable, um, especially around the crutch, which is their bum, um, some of the um, smaller far hobby farmers will just take that and put it around their fruit trees because we'll absorb water and then slowly release it back into the soil. Yeah. Um, so it, it is, it's an amazing product. Yeah. Um, and it grows on next to nothing. They share them every year. Um, they grow yeah, just once a year, 90 hey. to 110 mils long. Yep. Um, and and they live, sheep live on next to nothing yeah. in the paddocks. You know, they're very low care. They provide meat, yeah. fibre, and the, and the best fibre in the world, really. And the lambs are um, cute. And the lambs are cute, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, amazing uh, just to me it's still fascinating i'd love to have time to go back and when i'm back in town i will you definitely go will. again i'll probably become a rousey yeah, too long so. <laughs> um so going back to just trusting the process and just taking on what life kind of brings to you and, and accepting is there anything that you look back now over the last maybe two decades since you arrived here or longer that you think oh my gosh like that is extraordinary it's so good it's just like wow how i couldn't have most i couldn't have believed it. yeah most i imagine it, yeah yeah okay well just how i got here in the first place <coughs> um on paper seemed like the most ridiculous thing in the world to throw in i was managing one of the biggest pharmacies in town mm. i had about five staff under me and i was only young and chucked it into Rousey on a station in Australia just for six weeks. Was I there had a an incentive? In New Zealand as well. I had a house wow. to pay. And when you were offered that opportunity, did it just seem like logical because the the airline was down? Do you think if the airline wasn't down, you wouldn't have made that choice? Or I don't know what I would have done. Maybe go back and then, and probably within time came back yeah. again I think because it's so important I think and I'm guilty of this myself is to see something as a hindrance or a problem or it's like oh Jesus that's gone full and through and I had a psychic reading last week and the lady said there'll be something that will happen that you will see it as a loss in the moment and then only months down the track you'll realize mm. what an incredible opportunity it was and that loss had actually led to the right thing yeah. and I think I think it's already happened I hope there's not going to be another major <laughs> come up but Trust. yeah trusting yeah, yeah just trust it whatever it whatever's coming for us I do I'm a strong believer in that whatever's coming for us will find us yeah um can we ta talk a little bit about your um oh we need to take the call again. no go for it <laughs>
yeah, so I'd like to ask you about, you've got, I don't know how many boxes of oracle cards and packs <laughs> and all your literature and um, beautiful pendants and quotes and can you speak a little bit to the more spiritual side of you or how you would describe that? I don't know if spiritual is the word that fits for you, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if there's a label pagan, I think usually covers, I am more in tune with, you know, I grew up barefoot kid on the farm, mm. animals and um, we looked after ourselves a lot, so. Are you um, one of a few siblings? Well, actually, I used to be the oldest. I'm not anymore. Oh. Uh, I had a brother come out of the woodwork. Oh. Which, um, yeah, but I grew up as the oldest. Yeah. How many? Um, of four girls. Okay. Oh, yep. wow. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, back then it was different. You know, the kids these days are so, um, sorry, so um, distracted that they don't get to, like, you know, I have vivid memories of laying on the concrete just watching clouds mm -hmm. and just think, wow. Oh, seeing those... pictures in clouds was one of my yeah. favourite yeah. pastimes. And I grew up on um, a very small plot of land, only seven acres, mm -hmm. but the farmer's fields were adjacent and backed onto our fields and he would use those fields to put sheep and cows in that were giving birth or he would borrow our field sometimes oh, yeah, for cool. cows that just needed a bit of time out, I don't know. Mm. And my childhood was sometimes propped up against a sheep like the sheep would just be having a nap and I would lean yeah. against it and I mean a nappy and that's it just one nappy and no shoot no clothes nothing yeah. and yeah watching nature yeah that's probably why I feel so at home here yeah. I suspect we had a very similar upbringing yeah and just um, to take my book out to the my horse just yeah. lead him to the fence no bridle halter or anything just lead him to a fence climb up and sit on them backwards because their big rump oh, yes. makes a perfect book. And just like yes. there, reading my book or fall asleep oh, on their bums. Not magical. <laughs> and just, yeah, listening to them grinding their teeth on the grass and the mm. smell of the grass being cut. And the smell of horses as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's so much to be said for just getting back to simple connection with nature, which oh, we get. You and I mm. completely understand. Like, yeah. I know when my body craves it my soul needs it. I just mm. that's why this week was so fantastic for me yeah. but people wouldn't even know what we're talking about no. there's going to be so many people that listen to this that have not walked on grass barefoot in mm. maybe months if not years yeah who haven't laid down on the ground and looked up at the <coughs> stars the stars were incredible last night because yeah. there's no light pollution who mm. haven't like run their hands through sand and just felt the softness of the sand running through yeah. the fingertips because we're all so busy now. Yep. And um, I feel like that's a bit by design. Um, so we don't have to... But this, there is a, a growing, slow movement of people who just are living. Yep. They're not running around paying bills. They're just in the garden, um, taking their time, growing their food, only eating what's in um, season. Yeah. Um, cutting out all of the noise. We find when we go to the city... We are absolutely exhausted when we come home. And I realise because every one of our senses are being assaulted. Mm -hmm. So much movement and light and colour and smells and yeah. noise. I um, shared with you that I've, I was sort of, I don't like the word diagnosed, but told I probably have these two hearing conditions or yeah. disorders. And absolutely it gets worse. In I've, I think I've had to just had one little moment of all the noises a bit much, but there was four different noises happening all at the same time and yeah. music and yeah. a, a kind of drunk person and the channel of a conversation and all that. Yes. But other than that, I've had no sensitivity to noise because mm. 
I'm, my senses have had a chance to relax. And... Everything, the energy here is yeah, just... Yeah, it's extraordinary. It's calm. There's no... Yeah, I don't know how to describe it because it's our normal, I guess, but I do. Yeah. I notice that when we go away from it, we need to open that retreat that we spoke about a few yes. years ago. That'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Well, when I move down here and move in, I'll. Mm, um, yes. I'll, I can be <laughs> head of retreats. Yeah. Could be my. <laughs> we might even get time to do a tarot reading. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. Put my phone on airplane mode for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> we should do a yeah. swap, shouldn't we? Yeah, oh. you take my phone. No, tarot. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I want to swap phones. Oh, okay. No, thanks. You're right. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. You'll be right, love. Yeah. Shira rings up. I've cut my arm off. You'll so. Be right. With we'll, we'll we'll finish the convo because I you're a very busy woman. I don't want to take too much of your time. But is there any small or large bit of advice that just comes to mind? Because you're so great at taking on the role of carer, sort of mother figure. Like you just you are a wise woman that is like the top, you're like a mother hen. That just so many people gravitate towards you for life advice and just for help. I think and support and to feel cared for and seen and heard. I'm talking quite a lot about your sh- some of your shearers. Some of them had really challenging upbringings and lives, mm. and you know their job is what's keeping them on the straight and narrow. So, mm. is there any sort of piece of advice or just little nugget of wisdom that you think, God, oh, that would be probably worthwhile people hearing? Um, I don't know. The word trust just keeps nagging at me. It's just trust in things. You know, if you feel um, conflicted. Um, be okay with that. If you feel lazy, be okay yeah. with that. If you feel, um, you know, just be okay with how you're feeling. And I think eventually your emotions and your mindset get into sync with each other and, and you just um, find your flow, which is, you know, something a lot of people talk about, finding your flow or your bliss or whatever. But it's really important you, you said you feel as well because so much of society think they try and analyse and think about a problem or a, a decision or whatever. Like, we, we need to get out of our heads. Mm. And I'm saying this very much for myself as well. I'm aware I do this a lot. But feeling isn't to do with thought. Feeling is, like you say, gut. It's, it's mm. being in touch with physical sensation in relation to something. And mm. I don't think we do that enough well, anymore. We, 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 all wanna, we all have ideas in our mind of how we want our life to be or things we'd like to do or create and if we if we thought of our thoughts by themselves as data and then our gut as the engine um we're using a lot of data telling ourselves that we can't do something or why can't we do it or you know all these little voices and things like that if you just shut that off Mm. and hand the reins to the engine and just sail along on that for a while you'll find all that extra data can then be used propelling yourself forward into the things that you want to do because it's a waste there's so many thoughts and um that are a waste of time do you know the stat that we have eight about eighty thousand thoughts a day Mm. and of those eighty thousand about eighty percent of them are repeated from yesterday Mm. and of those eighty percent of eighty thousand thoughts another eighty percent are negative yeah, well, yeah, I believe that. So you're basically repeating yeah. negative thoughts that you keep repeating every day. Mm. Um, repeat, just repeat, repeat, repeat negativity. Yeah. And that would be the yeah. one good thing since I've got so busy now, is that I don't have 
the luxury to overthink things. Yes. Um, and I have to trust my gut. I've always trusted my gut to it, but then I would overthink it and yep. sabotage it in some way. But now I just have to go, that's the decision that I've made. I'll either It's either wrong and I'll learn from it, or it's right and I'll move on. Yep. But um, I can't overthink things. I don't have that God, the brain space a, yeah. to do it. And it's, it's quite nice. Yeah, that is quite a... <laughs> Because I did used Luxury. to, oh, I realised how much I sabotaged myself yeah. for so long before I was, so I'm grateful for to be where I am. I feel like I've created a situation where I have to eat better or um, be more organised, things I'm capable of, but you don't do unless you have to. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that overthinking things, I can't waste a single thought on it. I just have to go, right, what's next? Yeah. What's next? And usually my phone tells me because I've yeah. missed about five text messages. Right. Well, on that, <laughs> thank you very, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. The glasses are off the head, ladies and gentlemen. She's already reading the phone. <laughs> so I'll leave you on that one. Uh, message of the day is absolutely trust and trust with your gut and how you feel about something rather than trying to overanalyze it and that's a massive message to myself as well I feel like you've just em empowered me with your wisdom because that's what I need to hear at this point in my life so thank you so much Wendy and I love you love like you. more than you'll ever know and I can't wait to come back <laughs> Alrighty, you. take care everyone and as always if you have any questions get in touch and I will speak to you next time bye